splash, splash, splash your sass, splash your sass, hey with A, me, Quinn, Lee, splash your sass, starting now with A, me, Quinn, Lee, go. What up, fools? Welcome to the Splash of Sass podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley, and today we are here to recap the Pete and Sebastian show. Now, did I say last week that I was taking a week off? Yes, but then David Spade was a guest, so obviously I'm going to recap that, but I am definitely still taking a break from Jeff Lewis this week because it's just, I am sure, a bunch of Bravo shit. So, Bravo con shit. More con to the Bravo con talk than pros. Okay, so let's move on to the 528th episode of Pete and Sebastian. We had David Spade. I already mentioned him, but he gets twice the mentions, just like he made twice the entries into the studio at Sebastian Maniscalco's dungeon, <laughs> his basement dungeon that he lures all his guests to. No, I'm sure it's in my, <laughs> I'm sure it's actually in his back house or something, his um mini guest house, pool house, whatever you want to call it, that is bigger than anything I've ever lived in, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, Pete and Sebastian are still doing pre-caps, pre-caps. They're pre-capping the interview with, I don't, I don't know what, what's, uh, sure. No, they get to, they're, if they want to do it, sure. We'll support you guys. <laughs> um, so during this, before David entered with his sunnies on, yeah, we'll get to that sunny. Um, so it was just instant TC talk, instant Tom Cruise. And basically, like, Pete is convinced that he's going to be a guest sooner or later. Actually, hopefully not sooner, but later, because very much, much later from now, because Pete said that it would be on the last show ever that Tom Cruise would be their guest if they were to be so lucky for them. Because, um, yeah, so... The way that they talk about Tom, I'm just like, you guys, I know that you don't care about the whole Scientology thing, but like, I don't, you idolize him so much and he follows, he, do you know what, Pete, weren't you a writer with Kevin James? You must know Leah Remini. She's like, (laughs) she must be Tom Cruise's nightmare that (laughs) doesn't bode well for you getting him on as a guest. No, he can separate all of that. Tom loves the attention, I'm guessing. But one could assume from the career path he's led. Again, who are any of us to talk? But um, anyway, so Pete was just like, no, seriously, I can just picture it now. Picture it now. Tom Cruise walking down the dungeon stairs (laughs) to the cast studio one day. Ah, It's going to be a beautiful sight. And I was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. You think it's going to be beautiful until he whips out what's in his pocket and it's <laughs> not a banana and it's not anything nefarious except for the fact that it's restraining order papers because Tom Cruise would only ever show up there to hand you court documents to be like, stop fucking talking about me. Like, <laughs> and, <laughs> I was just thinking Pete and Sebastian are going to come down my basement stairs any second now with their own restraining. (laughs) No, they don't give a shit. Um, so, but I could just like totally picture Tom Cruise driving in his car, 
convertible, obviously convertible, wind flowing through those locks, palm trees in the background. He's flipping through the radio, obviously, turns on iHeart. He's, here's the cast. He's like, oh, I love Pete and Sebastian. Let's hear what they're talking about. Uh, Me again? It's me again? What the fuck? Then he turns the channel and obviously obsessed by Mariah Carey's playing and Tom just starts singing along. (laughs) Picturing Pete and Sebastian in his head and he's just like, why are they so obsessed with me? Scientology, I want to know. You should look into the Scientology CEO, his wife's whereabouts. That's what we should all be looking into, allegedly. Okay, so moving on to the actual interview. Welcome, David Spade of Hearts. So um, Pete fawns over him a few times, more than a few times, I'm being polite. And he was like, oh my god, David, you are on the best sitcom of all time. Just shoot me. And I was like, talk about titles that you can't get away with nowadays. Oh my God. I know throughout the episode, they mentioned many things like, oh, it's so annoying how this gets you canceled. That gets you canceled. Yeah. Just shoot me. But I don't think that's a saying anymore, but <laughs> I think you have to go to the official. What's the official like political correct.com. Well, how do you, how do you search this shit? And we don't know. Um, but I do know that the second Pete said that and he was like, you are on the best sitcom of all time. I was like, yes, eight simple rules. And then he was like, just shoot me. And I was like, scratch, scratch. What the fuck is that show? I don't know that shit, but I do know eight simple rules. And I do know little David Spade. He was on that one. And that was talk about an A-list cast. Oh my God. It had the mom from Smart House. You guys, Smart House, if you've never seen it, it's a Disney Channel original from the early 2000s. That was basically about AI technology. You know what? I think that there's more movies like that from back in the day when I grew up than there are now. Like, what the fuck? What? 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 They have like Futurama, but that's cartoons. I mean, like, what real life show is right now based in the future? Everything's back in the past. We have like Yellowstone and this and that, but like back that we had the Jetsons and Xenon, Girl of the Twenty First Century, Zetas Lapidus, Marge. All right, I'm really getting off track. Um, Smart House though. So it was on Disney Channel, and the one scene that is so epic and will always replay in your mind. The kids have a party during the movie, and the parents are on the way home. You know that classic scene, rushing to clean up, but because the house is AI powered by the voice from the mom from a simple rules that David Spade was on. I I promise there was a connection there somewhere. So the smart house, the kids, they just shove everything, all the dirty bowls and dishes and cups and everything that they could find. They just shove everything onto the floor and the house sucks it up from below. It just, and it all just disappears. And ever since then, I just walk around my house throwing my trash all on the ground, hoping one day it will transform into an AI-empowered house and it will finally clean itself. (laughs) But until then, it's a hoarder's paradise, baby. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I sweep every few months. Um, Okay, so... Back to the cast studio, David Spade, he suddenly, I don't know if he saw himself in a monitor or a mirror, but he goes, ew, I look gross. I always look gross, no matter what angle I'm in. I just, this is disgusting. Every perspective is a bad one. Bad vibes only on my face. And it was just... (laughs) 
same, bro. Like, do you, I just, I can't. On Jeff Lewis, they were talking about the show The Summer I Turned Pretty, and they were talking shit about it and <laughs> basically being like, so uh, at what point in the summer does this happen? Because it ain't happened yet. Like, <laughs> basically saying the main girl still isn't pretty. And one of the co-hosts on JLL was like, no, like, she's she can look pretty. She can look pretty on some angles. And that's how I feel. It's like some angles you can look all right. But most of the time, it's like David, where you just catch yourself and you're like, what fucking gremlin did I come out of? Like, my parent, they're all, they're fine looking people. What, what? underworld creature did I did got injected into my soul like I don't know so maybe we all feel like that or maybe David and I are just outing ourselves as uggos but <laughs> actually we'll get to David's looks later because I, no you know what we can get to it now because around this time is when David puts his sunglasses back on because I said in the very beginning of the cast that he made two entries in and he came back in with his sunglasses on and like left them on whatever and so they were talking about when it's acceptable to wear them indoors like at what level of fame because Jack Nicholson does it he can get away with it and look cool as fuck so they say, so they say, not over here, that's not what we say here, no hearsay, because it's like, at no level of fame is it acceptable. You know when it's acceptable is when somebody's taking a picture of you, and I don't care, you don't have to be famous at all. If there's flash photography, and you have light eyes that are very sensitive, I totally understand, you need sunglasses, I get it. I don't understand those couples that walk around with those like purple shaded lenses. You know, it's like opaque, opaque, slightly see-through. And why do both couples need, are those half sunglasses? Are they, what, uh, what is that purple shade? Why does it only come in purple? Why aren't there like blue ones, pink one? Anyway, I only see like that light. I can picture it, that purple, purple. Um. So yeah, but anyway, so the answer again it is back to never it's never cool to wear your sunglasses inside no matter what you look like a fucking douchebag unless it's for medical reasons only so when david put his sunglasses back on at that moment and this was at like i don't know mile marker 12 mile marker 12 in a 115 minute podcast so it was just so Okay, because he's wearing a palm tree shirt, right? A palm tree button up and then his sunglasses on. If David Spade was wearing that outside, outside in Los Angeles, California, I'd be like, damn, David, damn, David, nice style, bro. Nice fucking style. I'm digging it. You wear that shit indoors and it's instantly, instantly downgrades you to like douchey little cousin, like your douchey little cousin that's like mad disrespectful and wearing his sunglasses at grandpa's funeral or whatever. And you're like, you're not fucking crying, bro. You're not fucking, you're not trying to hide tears or hide emotion under there. You just want to look fucking cool because the whole family, it's like a giant reunion and you haven't seen, and you just want to look fucking cool. All right. And it ain't fucking cool. And if grandpa was here, he'd be fucking disappointed in you. All right. He ain't, you know, when they, when psychics are always like your parents or your grandparents are so proud of you on the other side, have they ever been like, your grandpa thinks that you're a piece of shit and you're so fucking lazy and he is disgusted by you. <laughs> 
<laughs> put the dominoes down and go get a real fucking job. Like go do something, put the video game controller down and get off the fucking couch. Amy. No, I'm, I don't fucking play video games. I do have two Game Boys, though. Frogger. Anyone down for some Frogger? <laughs> okay, so um, then Pete inadvertently suggested the best fucking movie plot ever. It was so good. So simple, but perfect. A, like, type of mockumentary where... So, basically, Pete was saying, don't you love my ADHD? It works perfectly for podcasting where I start to say something and then I have to, like, preface it because my brain is just 12 miles ahead. Okay, so Pete was talking about Adam Sandler and saying basically how he's this Mecca that everybody kind of orbits around him. And like, if he's making a movie, it's a movie in itself for all of his friends to like be palling around on the sidelines and him calling everybody again, the deal of whatever. It's just like a fun time. And so he was like, that's a movie in itself, the movie of them making a movie, but they kind of just glossed right over that. And I, this, I was like, scratch. Scourge. All right, Pete makes me scourge a few times. I had to scourge at Just Shoot Me. I had to scourge at Adam Sandler making a mockumentary. It could be so fucking good. Because Oh my God, they could make it such a fucking satire of like just roasting everything about that everybody thinks like Adam Sandler is and him making the movies and everybody thinking only him calling his friends and then them leaving one friend out, you know, like leaving David Spade out as someone. I, I don't know, it doesn't have to be you, David. I don't know. I just feel like you'd play that role really well <laughs> as the douchey younger cousin brother that wears his sunglasses indoors. <laughs> That's what you get. That's what you get for wearing your sunglasses indoors. You now get demoted to the movie role <laughs> in Adam's mockumentary where you're left out and they're like, should we invite Spade? And they're like, fuck that. Why do we invite Spade? And then it cuts to Spade, like laying on his bed, like with somebody braiding his hair or something, an assistant braiding his hair. And he's like scrolling through his phone and he's like, man, why are they all, why are they all together? Was Chris, Chris is there too. And like, he's just like going through the list that they're there too. check their TikTok, check their Instagram. And he's like, Oh fuck man. Not again. I'm just, I'm not here to write the movie guys. All right. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just here to give my two cents. But if you want to give me two cents for those ideas, I love royalties. I love being feeling Royal and I love getting royalties. Um, okay, so then moving on, David Spade said that he would go back on tour with Adam Sandler. However, he has a tour of his own. He's got he's got things to do. He's got second tier theaters to play. All right. So the only thing is that David was like, yeah, I have my tour on the weekend and I would love to go on Adams as well. But he plays during the week and I can't do both. I can't do weeks and weekends. That's too hard. That's too hard it's too <laughs> it's too hard what the fuck <laughs> all right normally i don't laugh when a guy says that to me but this time i had to because it's just so funny how like you're expected to hustle so hard when what you're young or when you have a new dream or something but if you saw a young kid a young up-and-coming comic who was like i don't want to work night weekends and weeks i'm not going on tour with adam if i'm also doing a weekend tour with spade like i'm not doing both everyone would be like you're fucking crazy you're fucking you got to take opportunities when they come but then 
I don't know. It's just like, I think I'm honestly just annoyed that young people are expected to work so hard. Like we're expected to want to work those seven days a week and be hungry and like, and that's why Gen Z is called the Gen Lazy generation because it's like, yeah, they see all of that hustle and they're like that is too much i would rather just chill now like david spade is and not reach the level of success that he has because it's the expectation of the youth to have all of this energy and to like want to hustle so hard they should want to hustle like that and want to do all that but no nobody does at any point in their life you want balance you want balance of course you want opportunities and all of that and i'm not saying like i would take them because i would get the energy from those opportunities you know so like sure david does it he gets his energy source from something else now it doesn't give him the same rush that he needs or the same whatever accolade whatever it may be to go on tour with adam and hustle that hard but at one point it did fill something that he needed he's like yeah money it filled my calendar it filled my fucking calendar i needed money i needed something to do no so uh, yeah whatever i don't know it was just it's so funny to like hear people talk about the generational differences and all of that which i feel like david they did during this podcast and then also be like i can't work that hard but them younger lazy kids and it's just like okay we're all tired. We're all fucking tired is what I'm trying to say. We all want balance. We all want family life, vacations, to enjoy our pets, to not just see them every time the moon is out. Like, no, we want to we want to enjoy life. All right. That's so it's not generation lazy. It's generation laissez faire. Laissez, they're just laissez faire about things. Okay, so anyways, moving on. David Spade talks about Tommy Boy. Oh, Tommy Boy, Tommy Boy, Tommy Boy. Oh, get knocked down. Do you think they did a remake to that song and played it in the movie? I should watch the movie. I'm sure it was hilarious. Everybody to everybody. I know to David. I'm not trying to be a dick. Like everybody I know absolutely loves it. I'm not a movie person in general. Uh, is that annoying when people do that? <laughs> but I was a sitcom hoe growing up. So again, eight simple rules. You were fucking iconic. Give you, I, you deserved all the golden globes in the world. Okay. So at this point in the Pete and Sebastian show, I can't even watch the video anymore. I can't, it's null and void because Spade sunglasses were bothering me. I was bothered. I was bothered. I can't, I, I, I'm still at a loss for words. I, I felt embarrassed for him. I felt embarrassed. I felt like Pete Sebastian was looking at him like, you come to my house. You come to my dungeon. You come to my studio and you're going to wear your fucking sunglasses? You're going to put disrespect on my fucking eyes and I'm going to make pupil-to-pupil contact? Pupil-to-pupil contact in my own goddamn house? Motherfucker, do you know where you are? Put some respect on my fucking face, bitch. That's what he wanted to say to you, Spade, all right? So I'm just filling in the blanks, but... <laughs> really take them fucking off dude i don't care if you were de niro or whoever they you know who'd they say sinatra no who's the jack nicholson yeah ah, the shining ah. um he was wasn't he in the notebook too who was that guy that played um the old um ryan gosling in the notebook i feel like he's jack nicholson's twin 
Okay, but if it's not him. Um, again, I'm not that much of a movie person. Okay, so what was I saying? Jack Nichols. Oh, yeah, d- David, take them the fuck off, dude. Take them the fuck off. I would say the same to anybody on this planet, even fucking Beyonce, who I would treat the same way that Pete Corielli treated David Spade. All right, so... Then my ears did perk up, however, when David said that thing, he was talking about how like things change in his life. And he's like, yeah, yeah, things change when I got some beans in my jeans, huh? beans in my jeans, beans in my jeans, beans in his jeans. <laughs> you guys know, um, you remember the Mexican jumping beans? Like when you were a kid, I don't, I haven't seen them around in a while, but I feel like when I was a kid, I saw people with Mexican jumping beans a lot. <laughs> I don't know what kind of demographics my town had. Actually I do. And they were blindingly, startlingly unacceptable in the diverse world. Okay. But, um, beans in his jeans. Yeah. Why do Mexican, why do they actually jump? What, what makes jumping beans jump? This is like actually breaking news that we need to figure out. You guys know I love learning on the spot. Okay, um, ew, ew, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. It's tiny larvae. It's tiny larvae that are curled up inside and they have spasms. <laughs> and they hit against the seed pod, causing an unpredictable jumping motion. You guys... No, you're watching larva spasm. You're watching baby larvas have seizures, basically. That is wild. I'm not okay with that. Oh my gosh. All right, now we have to get justice for jumping beans. Add that to the list for 2024. (laughs) I think it's too late for 2023. The docket is filled. David Spade's calendar is filled up, okay? So don't ask him, Adam Sandler, because he can't play. All right. So at this point in the interview, I'm very confused if David knows or not that Pete Corielli is also a stand-up comedian. I can't with like talk about put respect on Sebastian's face, put put respect on fucking Pete's career. All right. Because in the very beginning, David is talking to Seb and he's like, I've seen all your stand-ups, all these HBO specials. That's so great. And turns to Pete. He's like, did you know he did these? Have you can, am I right? Aren't these specials amazing? Pete's like, "Uh uh-huh. Yep. They're great. And then a few minutes later, David goes to Sebastian. Well, you're, you sell out arenas. Then he turns to Pete. Can you believe he sells out arenas this man selling out arenas and pete's like "Uh uh-huh yep i get it he sells out arenas and then a few minutes later david strikes again he strikes spade strikes again and he says to seb as an example all right seb because you're a headliner so say that you you you're used to that then you become a sketch comic blah 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 blah. and i'm like You know that Corielli's a headliner as well, okay? You know that he also is a stand-up. He has specials out. He can sell out arenas, okay? I don't know. I don't like hockey arenas in the (laughs) name. I'm kidding. I'm fucking kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, But there are some great ones in the area. If you're, you have, Pete's calendar is also full. All right. I'm just joshing with y'all. All All right. So, and also really Spade, you can do one or the other. You can either be disrespectful with your sunglasses or you can be disrespectful and joke around with Pete's career, but you can't do both. You can't do both. All right, so besides the sunglassed fool, what also made me wicked uncomfortable, I couldn't help but notice this, and then I couldn't unsee it. So Pete and Sebastian, 
their water glasses. Empty. They were empty. They were fucking empty. Oh my, and then Pete had a mug. He had a mug next to him and it had this rim job. I swear, Pete's rim job on that coffee mug was so intriguing. I Tell me all about your rim job, please. No, seriously, the rim of his mug was just like covered in soot. Like, I don't know what the fuck it was because coffee, coffee grinds, they grind to the bottom. They get, gr- they get pulled to the ground. Grinds go to the ground. This was at the top. It was sedentary. There wasn't any liquid up there. You know, it was like, it was um, like a, a mold. If there was a flood, you know, you can like see where the water line was because that's where the mold grew up to. I don't know. It was like, there was like, what was in your coffee? Was it powder? What, did you drink hot chocolate? Did you have a hot cocoa on set? Like, what the fuck? What was that espresso? Now now that you have Sebastian's, are you drinking straight up espresso? What's going I need to know the answer. Um, But back to the water glasses being empty. What the fuck? What the fuck? We weren't even like halfway through. And it was just very startling to see two grown men drink full glasses of water in less than a half an hour because so many people, it's so hard to get guys to drink water. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a survival tactic. If it goes back to like cavemen, they're like, nah, man, I can go the longest without water and they're like all like spongebob when he gets the suds and he's like a like all like cracked out sponge this show is cracked out with all the fucking random ass references okay so um anyways but so then they're just all i can think is like now their water glasses are empty and we're only halfway through what if they need a sip what if they what if their throat gets scratchy what if it gets scratchy what are they gonna do what are the pete's gonna drink his espresso powder what the i don't think there's anything left in that cup except all the grinds that are now not on the ground anymore like it was just too much because now i'm uncomfortable I'm uncomfortable watching the show for the rest of it because no, I can't look. I can't look to my left because Spades in his sunglasses, and that's just unacceptable. I can't look to my right because Pete and Sebastian's water glasses are empty, and we're not. We still have 45 minutes to go. And what if they need a sip? What if they get thrown? Well, I can't. Lindsay, we need a pitcher. We need a fucking pitcher out there. I heard you cackling in the background rather heavily today. I bet you also watch Eight Simple Rules. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so then David goes on a rant. What's it like to go on rants, David? I would never know such a feeling. <laughs> Don't you just love a good rant? All right, so um, he was talking about like stand-up and going to some comedy venue. They turned him on to people like Theo Vaughn, etc. Turn me on to Theo Vaughn. But that's literally what David said. Like, turn me on to Theo Vaughn. All right, back to the generational things or like societal phrases, whatever, because David, he was trying to say that like you can get canceled at any point now and it's a little scurry, but he still wants to just like live and be himself. And so then he said something on the cast that they actually cut and they never really cut. They, they're always like, ah, cut it, cut it. But they never actually cut shit. So for them to actually cut shit, I'm like, what the fuck did you say? What the fuck did you say, Spade? That don't, don't fucking taunt us and put it on Patreon or something. Let us, we can handle it. We're adults. We're all adults, okay? And if you're not, then turn on Mariah Carey upset. Like, go listen to something else. Go watch Scooby-Doo. Like, we can handle big words and... 
disgusting where i don't i what did he say now so i'm just curious clearly i thought about your water for 45 minutes water water um okay but back to the david saying turned on to theo vaughn like that phrase needs to be phased out needs to be phased the fuck out with that generation because my parents say it my grandparents say i hate it i hate it so much it's so uncomfortable because to me i grew up with carrie hilson you'd send me on you'd send me on you know she it's like turning me on means that you want to have sex with that person so when all of these older people are like they turned me on to pancakes i'm like you fuck. I thought it was apple pies that you want to fuck. I didn't know it was pa- it's a, just any hot food. Okay. Not too hot though, obviously. Don't burn the tip. And so it's just bizarre that it's still, like, how do you not feel weird saying it? Ew. It, t- it turned me on to Theo. I, I'm sure David does get turned on by Theo Vaughn. We all do. We all fuck. Do, have you seen that mullet? Have you seen that mullet? Again, don't ever tempt us with a good time, but I'm just saying the good times stop rolling once somebody rolls out the phrase i'm turned on the people like they don't uh, turn the i'm turned off by that now um look i just want to say with the Pete and sebastian show i can see that the listeners aren't loving the guest not all of that like not a, a lot of people love the guest but some there's some haters in the comments and i will say that it is completely different cast like it really is and i love them both i love them with guests and without but i understand people who miss the old format because like a few months ago we had pete cracking us the fuck up talking about nuts with Sebastian talking about nuts and not not the nefarious kind that David Spade was probably talking about when he got bleeped out but just peanuts real peanuts and the analogy that Pete Corielli made about a pe- a real peanut when you crack it and the shell on the peanut it's like a windbreaker clinging onto the peanut <laughs> It still makes me laugh. I fucking love that analogy. And (laughs) so we would get gems like that all the fucking time, all the time on the cast. And now instead we got some guests on and they just like mumble away for an hour about their life stories and all that, that they tell on all their casts that they go on, which is fine. We again, and then Pete and Sebastian, they laugh along. They enjoy themselves. And that's important. It's their cast. They should enjoy themselves. Um, but yeah, we we do want to hear about the peanuts windbreaker stuff. You know, that's the good stuff. So I guess I'm just a little sad that Pete and Sebastian want to stop casting for peanuts and instead get the big bucks. And now we have less analogies. But then Seb started winding down. We fucking get to quiet time of the night. And David spade he starts cracking up the room about who knows what again it was like a little mumble mumble jumble kind of over there but um now all i could think about (laughs) this podcast is just really a tour de la my brain um but david in his sunglasses and his white beard and his like blonde hair he looked like fucking santa claus's beach bum ass son is (laughs) His son that only wants, that doesn't want to work weekends or weekdays. 
So he's like, yo, my younger brother can take the fucking family business. I don't give a fuck. I don't want to be a clause. Like, is there a clause in the family contract that I don't have to be the heir to this throne because I just want to be a fucking bum in the sand? He literally, it was Santa Claus's son. It was Santa Claus's beach bum son. Tell me otherwise and I won't believe you. Okay, so then they end by fawning over Tom Cruise and... Again, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You, um, okay. Sure. No, if you, if, uh, yeah. All right. I'm trying to like equate, what would Tom Cruise be like to my generation? Like, I don't, maybe someone from crypto or something, you know, like, uh, is there a celebrity that made everybody invest in crypto? And then, and then if they didn't invest in crypto or wanted to back out of investing in crypto, then they weren't allowed to talk to their friends or family or anybody that they'd ever known for their entire life for the rest of their life. They can never talk to their parents ever again just because they don't want to sell crypto. Are we still talking about crypto? I don't know. Are we? I don't fucking think so, bitch. Um, okay, yeah, so... In the story that they ended with, it was David being like, yeah, and Tom Cruise, everybody like wants to, his picture and everybody wants his attention and all this and like fawning over him. And so they were joking about, Pete was like, that's why he has to go skydiving because no one bothers him up in the sky. It's perfect. And David was like, yeah, until a photographer comes down and starts flying, parachuting next to him. Like, ah, smile, Tom, you're on cruise camera. Um, But Whatever happened to Candid Camera? Can we remake that? Bring that shit back. That was fun. Maybe Ellen DeGeneres can run it. Because I feel like, you know, she likes all those mean pranks, allegedly. Um, Okay, so they were saying how everybody wants pictures of Tom, right? Like, they literally ended with talking about the parachute and a paparazzi, somebody coming down and, like, trying to take a selfie with Tom Cruise as he just wants one peace and quiet, like, one moment. And then, as if you can't script this shit, and I wasn't ironically, because I thought it was a fucking joke at first. Seb ends it by going, all right, David, now, before you go, can we take a picture? I glitched out. I I I was like, they're kidding. He's kidding, right? And then when I saw he wasn't, I was like, I always think of the cop in Dumb and Dumber, um, when he like drinks the pee and then he just like out of the beer bottle. You know, you know the scene. If you don't go do your homework and watch Dumb and Dumber, that is an American tale as told as time. Tale as told as tale as old old ew i'm like old yeller all this time all right so it was just bizarre for them to be like everybody's obsessed with tom cruise take a picture of him take a picture how obnoxious how obnoxious hey david can we get a picture selfie selfie snap 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 and not only that but whoever the fuck took the picture some producer crept in literally came from lurking from behind the camera shadows and they just we see like a body appear and we see the the camera frame and whatever so he starts taking the iphone pictures and he takes maybe a burst of 70 million 70 million in a row and I was like all right at this point David could have put his sunglasses on because that's when it's okay at any level of fame even if you have zero it was at zero level you can still wear your sunnies on in a picture other than that you're just a man sitting there with some beans in his jeans and, <laughs> and some gigs lined up at you know some second tier arenas getting turned on by Theo Vaughn. But honestly, I truly do love David Spade, especially for the millionth time for his dire and heroic contribution to eight simple rules. 
And other than that, um, I love Pete and Sebastian as well. And I'm taking a break from Jeff Lewis on Friday because BravoCon, BullshitCon, BullshitCon. Um, did I say that? Did I say that? Rumps, did I say that? Yeah, you did. Never forget that Mexican jumping beans are fucking larvas having spasms. Fucking spasm. That is the most. Why isn't PETA ever come for the Mexican jumping beans? Justice for jumping beans. For beans sake. Like, <laughs> no, for real. I just will never, I'll never get over that. Well, actually, is a larva an animal? Like, what if a larva isn't an animal? Then that's not an issue. Cat, yeah, it's a caterpillar or a grub. So grubs deserve to live too. All right, speaking of, I'm going to go spend the beans that I got in my jeans on some motherfucking grub hub while I fucking edit this shit and cut out that time that I said, <laughs> just kidding. Who said that? Not me. All right. Thank you guys so much for fucking listening. I love you so much. Have the best week ever. We'll be back next week. Love you. Bye. Splash. Splash, splash, splash your sails, splash your sails.